we had wonderful conversation with Jenny Sills and so many things that are pertaining to all women. Yeah. And then after the podcast, we were talking about how they pertain to men, um, but discussing hormones, health, diet, our cycles. She has a whole cycle sinking um, training that she has that we both got and read and so insightful, so much information, a lot of stuff we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And it's something I'll keep referring back to, yeah. and I'm excited to start implementing it. It's it's not going to be easy, but she gave us tips too on how to gradually implement some changes um, for your health. And she has an incredible story that I think will reach a lot of women as well. Yeah. Um, my favorite quote from it, she said, the mess has become my message. Yeah. And I think that that's so true for so many of us, right? You like go through the trenches and come out the other side of it and you were forged in the fire, you know? Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And you were just saying (laughs) before we turned on our mics, you're like, I really like her. I want her to be my friend. (laughs) I do. I do want her to be my friend. I love that. And that's why we're doing this because we have the most amazing community of women. And this is how we're making friends. In our 30s. <laughs> it really is. But if she's our friend and comes out with us, she's going to be like, oh, why are you eating that? No. Where are you in your cycle? Judge, judge, judge. <laughs> no. No, she wouldn't be that way. But in my own head, I'd be worried of about course. that. <laughs> We're always worse in our own heads. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we hope you enjoy our conversation with Jenny Sills and make sure you um, check out everything that she has on her website and definitely download her resources. Yes. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's She's the the Boss. Talking to Jenny today. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Thank you for coming. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to meet you both. Yeah. I'm excited to talk about all the things that I, I read. I got engulfed in in what you do. And I love it so much. Um, So tell us a little bit before we go into what you do, just a little bit about your history and how you got there. Oh my gosh. Well, so I'm a teacher by degree is what I like to say. So anything I do, there's that educational piece in it. You cannot take the teacher out of me. It's it's always there. Um, I left. I like to say I retired early. That's just a nice way of saying I left the field. Um, and I became a personal trainer and um, a coach and then found that the women especially that I was coaching and, and training kept saying, like, I'm, I'm going to the gym, I'm working out, I'm working out, but nothing, like, I still can't lose this weight. Like, mm. there's something missing. And that got me more into the nutritional side of, like, piquing my interest And so my husband and I moved here about three years ago and 2020. So like right in the height of everything, Uh didn't know anybody. I'm working from home and I started to, um, I, I got certified as a nutrition coach and then I was, um, getting out there trying to get to know people because my own background with nutrition has always been, um, love, hate, love, hate of like. Uh, more diet culture that I wanted to get away from, but it was so ingrained in my mindset and like 
how I thought Mm -hmm. that I really had to do a lot of heavy lifting myself. And so I found the women that I was attracting to start working with were women who had tried everything. And the more I talked to women and got to know them, I realized there were these root causes that all either came underneath two categories. And one would be the root cause of um, mindset around things not like sticking. Mm -hmm. And the other was hormone imbalance. Um, And then that one really rang true for me because my husband and I have been trying since we got married to get pregnant. We're both 40 now. um, And so we've been trying for two years to get pregnant and have not had any success. And so when I, we first started like looking into this two years ago, we got a blood panel at the OBGYN and it was like, Hey, um, things are like, I got called on a Sunday when your doctor calls you on a Sunday, you're like, this isn't good news. Like, okay. So she was like, I'm going to refer you to a specialist. And so they sent me, they call, I know I called, um, a fertility clinic up in Raleigh and got a 15 minute kind of like FaceTime call with this doctor. 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and no, it was 2022 actually. Oh yeah. Just keeping it rolling. Right. All telehealth. And it was just pretty much like, um, there's nothing you can do. You need an egg donor. And it was all just from this one small glance at my blood panel, not knowing my lifestyle, how holistic my husband and I live that, you know, how healthy I am in general. And I, we just were like, no, we refuse to believe this. Like there's gotta be something else. And so that, that's the like background for the hormones because I was like, I don't know a ton about hormones other than mine have been messed up for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I have this history of, you know, being put on birth control at 18 because I was moody, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I think is very common for yeah. our age group. I think oh. that's when the boom happened yes. of birth control. It was like, oh, you have acne. Yep. Get birth control. You have irregular cycles. Get on birth control. You're mm-hmm. moody. Get on birth control. Yep. And without not explain the side effects right. no. I, without explaining any sort of side effects or knowing long-term what that looks like for right. a woman's body. Absolutely. And I, we're just finding this out. I know it's like, we're like the test group, yeah. unfortunately. So a lot of my clients would even say, I want to come off birth control naturally. And I was like, well, I don't know, at the time, two years ago, I was like, I don't really know much about that, but I always say, refer to your physician. Right. I mean, but I can handle diet, exercise, stress, reduce sleep patterns, like all of those things, a lot of those would help my clients feel better, but there was still just these underlying factors. And so because of what we went through, we found more natural, um, resources and programs to help us work on our fertility journey. Um, and I've done all sorts of crazy things. That's another story, another time, another place, but really trying to time. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, we're talking like coffee enemas. We're talking, uh, castor oil packs. We're talking, you know, super whole food focus, which is pretty much how I live anyways. Mm -hmm. But, um, seeing my health improve, but still not getting pregnant. Um, I was having, I mean, at 38, I could say I was in perimenopause and then at 40 diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. So, you know, walking through all these things, doing all the right things mm-hmm. and still like going, what is it? What is up? So we worked with Reply OBGYN. They're up in um, Raleigh 
And they work on teaching natural family planning and helping look at your lab results, not for the average woman. Because when you get your blood results, often they're um, based off of a woman from 18 to like 50. And here's what your hormone levels should be mm. like. Well, an 18 year old's very different sure. from a 50 year old. Yeah. And so they really narrow it down to here's what your hormone levels should be, your estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, your androgens, all of those should be to conceive. And mm. then they also take in the factor of your age. So they put all that together and eventually got me on, you know, estradiol and progesterone because I was having 100 plus days between cycles. So they were like, let's reteach your body what it's supposed to do. Mm. So I was like, okay. So I don't, love being on medication. I don't love yeah. any of that stuff. But I was like, there, one was bioidentical and the other one was the least, you know, invasive. And I was like, okay, let's give this a shot. And still nothing happened. And then they found out pretty much like, I don't have any eggs left. So they were like, you know, there's really not much we can do. So we've been looking into other pathways. We're not giving up, but we have, I got to this place where I learned so much about tracking my cycle, what my hormone levels should be at. And I started optimizing my hormones through food. I started looking at my workouts differently. So I was like, okay, shouldn't it be doing the same workout in all phases of my cycle, my lifestyle, how I run my business. Oh my gosh, it's changed drastically in terms of when is my creative peak and when do I just need to chill out and mm -hmm. like do kind of some like the mind numbing stuff that doesn't drain me. That's changed my energy in my business. I've looked at, um, even, you know, I said nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, and then, um, seed cycling. Have you guys heard of seed cycling? Only because of you. Yeah. <laughs> it is probably the most simple thing women can do. It's just eating different seeds at different times of the month, huh. um, yeah. to boost your, your main hormone players, um, when they're needed. And a lot of women who want to come off birth control mm -hmm. or who have like severe PMS symptoms, it's like a super simple way to get like dip your foot in and just try it out. Um, because it will really support the hormones that are needed. Um, so it's just, it's just been, um, I, I guess I say like the mess has become my message of like, I want to help other women. Cause I mean, how many women do I guess we talk to who like, we're just dealing with the after effects of being put on birth control right. for so long or and possibly not even knowing that that's where your symptoms are coming from, mm -hmm. you know, being completely oblivious because a doctor told you with good intentions mm -hmm. many years ago, Oh, this is just the simplest way for you to regulate this thing. Right as it, a raging hormonal teenager. Right. <laughs> it, it's not a root. It wasn't like the root cause of what was going on. Um, I was listening this morning to your podcast with uh, Dr. Layla and she, it was like gut health. And I was like, yes, yeah. like, <laughs> yes, yes that's more. another thing. Yeah. But just, yeah, getting to the root cause of what's really going on in your body. I mean, so many women are like, I want more energy. I mean, every what mom doesn't say that. Like mm -hmm. I want less brain fog. I want to be more productive in my business. I want to maximize the little bit of time I have. I want less bloating, less, you know, seeing red, like, you know, we always realize like, oh, my period's coming. Like, mm -hmm. that's why I got so mad at my husband or that's why my kids were like, just driving me yeah. batty. I'm like, oh, that's why I've been so sad. That's why yeah. I cried at that little thing that I saw. Right. <laughs> oh, right. that's why. <laughs> I, I got super snappy about something last weekend and Brandon's like, oh, you're getting ready to start. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
Oh, wow. Silence. You recognized Silence. it for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be quiet. He yeah. goes, you'll see in a couple days. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've, um, from just being together so much, are now almost on the same cycle. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty amazing. <laughs> That's always amazing, too, like how our cycles can sync up with oh, one another. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Do you, what is the explanation behind that? I wish I knew. Well, does anybody the skin know? is like your biggest um, organ. Right. Uh-huh. And so just being together, even like brushing up against you, my like skin cells are on yours and they, the hormones can then sync together. Weird. That's like people who sweat often together. Oh, Jim. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Get on the same cycle like, working at the school. Right. We're all women except for Luke. Fun. And so, I mean, that breeds its own yeah. thing, but, um, you know, which can be really great and also can be super toxic if it goes that way. But hormone oh, yeah. sync up is legit. It's real, yeah. especially when we're all working out together at the gym at school. It's like, oh, yep, we're about to all be on the same cycle. Fantastic. This is about to happen. And I don't know scientifically if anyone wants to dive into that and let us know. But yeah. I just know that, yes, when you are with somebody often, you sync up. And I think it's because of that's skin exposure. Yeah. Your skin is your biggest origin, organ. So yeah. that's, that's amazing. Yeah. But I, I think too, with our cycles, just how we live, like you can maximize that now. Like think about all the women being on similar mm-hmm. like phases of their cycle, like the creativity, like teaching them like, this is when your, your creative time is like, let's maximize that. And like, I don't know, there's just so many cool things you can do with a team or with your own business. Um, lifestyle was the biggest change for me. Um, I know you love the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. Just a little. <laughs> She's a little obsessed. <laughs> I was looking at my book last night. I was like, I need to retake this. But um, because I would say that I definitely showed up as a number one. Um, but I've been learned a lot about human design as well. Yeah. And I am a generator. Uh-huh. I am a workhorse. And so that has been my biggest asset and my biggest deficit in my like life as a a professional because I'll like work myself to the bone yeah. and the same, I get a lot done, but sometimes it's like to the, to my own detriment of my health. Yeah. Depleting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like with cycle syncing, what I learned to do was, and what I have in the guide is like, okay, let's take a look at when you are the most creative, when you have the most energy or should, and that's what we're trying to optimize. And let's look at how we can maximize that. So when I made the cycle syncing guide, um, I started like kind of thinking about it for months. Like how can I teach women to do what I've been doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but during my follicular phase, which is when you have your estrogen and testosterone kind of rising and like almost at their peak, that's when I started like doing the creative work, like laying things out, putting, looking for recipes, like doing all of that, that creative work together. And then as I moved through my ovulatory phase, I maximized it for a few more days. And then when I got into that luteal phase, I was so aware. I remember there was one day I had like a three hour work session and I just stopped halfway. Cause I was like, you're literally finding every distraction that you can. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it feels like you're beating your head up against a wall. This is torture and this is something you love. So I just stopped and I went and read a book. And, and then I, the next day I went back and I did more of like the editing, like the, the not fun stuff, but like pretty easy to do. And I waited until I got all the way to my next follicular phase to finish it because I wanted to hone in on that creativity. And I feel so much better about this product than other things I've done where 
I did my best, but it was more of like, I'm on a deadline and I have to get this done. And so I don't care if I'm in my luteal phase and I have no energy, I'm just going to push this thing out there because I have to get it done. And so even the energy in which it got delivered to people as I'm talking about it, I was still passionate about those programs, but the energy, because I was in my luteal phase and I'm like mentally, emotionally drained and I, I am very like, I love talking to people, but when I get into my luteal phase, I just, I'm like, peace out peeps. I don't want to, I don't want to be social. I don't want to have to like put on a face and I don't do fake. So it's really hard for me to like (laughs) pretend that changing, like all of that and that mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to wait to like share this product with people Mm -hmm. until I know my energy is in the right place. That's made a world of a difference. Like even like I never met you guys and I'd seen you through other people you've interviewed. And I was like, I want to talk to them. I really am like interested in these girls. I waited again until like my follicular ovulatory phase to even reach out. Cause I was like, I'm going to come off across as some like, just like totally, um, introverted, like shy woman. If I ask in my, in my luteal phase. (laughs) So that requires the most intense self-awareness. Right. Well, and that's something you learn. Like, I mean, first you have to like kind of know if you have, if you don't have a regular cycle, I walk people through that too, but it's just like the lifestyle. I would say just like if you're starting that path, then it's just almost spending a month like observing yourself. Mm -hmm. I love like, you know, pause and like, just notice like what's going on and like, Oh, I'm seeing red right now. Like really just want to go hide in the closet and eat like goldfish crackers. Like, Mm -hmm. like what's going on? Like I want to hide from my family. So it's even just journaling and knowing what's going on throughout the month and just having that documentation. And then the next month trying to be like proactive, like, okay, I may not plan as many social things, or I may not, um, you know, during my luteal phase or like I might do my more creative work in my follicular phase and ovulatory phase. It's just kind of, it's this learning and then it's trying it out and seeing how you feel. Right. It's like, oh, I still took on too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, old habits die hard. So I found myself even like, as I was doing this, like laughing, I'm like, you're not preaching. You're not doing what you preach. Like just yeah. go read a book, go take a break. Yeah. Which is, so. I think the hardest thing to do. We are so good at sharing the information and the knowledge that we have and then practicing it in our own lives is completely just a different story. Right. It's like so hard to practice what you preach. And I think that's the next level of like what I've learned in leadership is if you can't walk the talk, then shut up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I like that. Because it's just not fair to anybody and it's not authentic, you know, and you can do that whole quote, fake it till you make it, um, for so long. Now I like to, I hate that uh, phrase, phrase. Yeah. Yes. Like phase, phrase, words, they're hard. Um, because I, I don't think it's actually true. I think we just practice, we mm-hmm. show up and we continue to practice until yes. it feels more confident and comfortable. <laughs> so you might feel like you're faking it, but really you're just practicing, but you can only do that for so long with things that you're teaching other people. Yeah. Right. And it just, like I said, requires such a level of self-awareness to be in mm-hmm. tune with your body to stop and pause, put your phone down, stop scrolling, mm-hmm. you know, stop the distractions and say, no, like I am here. I am in my body. I am experiencing this. What does this feel like? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is just something I don't think that we do very often. No. Well, and I think the first 
the one of the things that I had to work a lot through through our fertility journey is a lot of shame and a lot of just I was gonna em- ask about that embarrassment because like you said, we were not taught to talk about our periods. Like I've been the number of times I said menses and period and like wrote it like I'm like, wow, like we weren't taught that. It was like something that was just hush. But like every woman has one. Since the dawn of time. Right. So <laughs> it's like something we all have in common. And we'll talk about it in like, like we were just saying like, oh my gosh, I was feeling like so irritated or like, we'll talk about those things. And we normalize the extremes, which aren't normal. Mm. It's not how we're meant to feel. And yet there are probably every single one of us like listening here can say that there is a moment that we're like, oh, I want to tell anybody about what I thought or how I felt (laughs) because it felt so (laughs) intense and yet embarrassing, embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of like, or even like, I can't believe that I acted like a toddler in that moment. Like, yeah. you know, like we'll say that, but we won't even like say what we did because right. there's this shame and there's this, um, embarrassment around it. And yet it's not, we want to normalize those things, but we want to recognize that if we're feeling those extremes, something is off in our body and that's nothing wrong. It's not like you did something. It's, that's how we've been taught. We over glorify busy in our society. Yep. Um, and I was listening also with her saying, um, Dr. Street saying like a quick fix. We just want quick fixes. Well, mm-hmm. quick fixes eventually create more problems. Mm-hmm. And so when we can stop and pull back and like I said, just learn to notice and name, I'm feeling rage right now. Like I just want to eat a sleeve of cookies and, and where you feel and it. cry. Yeah. And where you feel like, I just feel like it, everything bubbling up in my chest. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like, I want to hit something. <laughs> I, I yes. will, I'll share. So women can start to feel open to share. There was a moment and part of it was just our fertility struggle and we're, we're getting ready to do a renovation. So I was like, told my husband, I was like, Brendan, I'm so angry. I can tell, like, I just got another period. This is like, just like, I'm so angry. I just want to hit something. So I went and caught a hammer and I hit our closet wall because I was like, well, I know we're renovating that. So it's, <laughs> it's going to be fine it's in the end. Game. Yeah. But I mean, he just looked at me and he saw me grab the hammer. And I was like, kind of like that still, like, like the calm before the Silent storm. Rage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, just don't break anything. And I was like, <laughs> okay. But like that, that was like, I mean, that was a lot of compounded, yeah, you know, life. fertility struggles mm-hmm. on top. But it was also just the hormones. So, so we should have a therapist work with our husbands at the same time as we're going through this and learning all of this. <laughs> Cause I feel like if we tell them, we're like, well, I'm on my period. So <laughs> that's why I'm so irritable. They don't like get it. No, they don't you feel understand. like it's used as an excuse. Yeah. I or think, they, they yeah, feel like I think a lot of men excuse. think it's like an excuse or like a cop out for your behavior, but it's truly does right. control our behavior. Um, and takes a lot of effort and energy to <laughs> hone that in. Right. So yeah, on the other side, we need somebody else talking Someone to, help. to them. <laughs> well, the, the hope with a guide, and that's the like the nerdy educator in me, is like there's the narrative of like here's what's happening in each phase of your cycle. Mm-hmm. There's quick videos for people who are like, I ain't got time to read. Like, just give me like a two minute mm-hmm. like recap. There are summaries and then there's graphs, there's visuals, there's like calendars to track. Like I tried to hit every learning style I could yeah, in there. I mean, it's 56 pages. Yeah. <laughs> it's no small feat. But the hope was that, you know, my friend was like, I could literally pick through this and like just start, pick a path and start right. because of like, yep. of how I've set it up. The teacher in me of like, okay, here's the actual tool. But for people like me who like the background information, right? Want to know and why. eventually you can get there. And that's something like 
as I've gone through it, I have amazing supportive husband. He has been learning about that too. So he was, he, he listens to a lot of podcasts. He was like, so how can I support you? I'm like, Oh my gosh, every man needs to be like this, but it's like, it's just not just like, Oh, it's my period. It's even just like say, Hey, just read the first part. Like here's what's happening in my body. Think about like this wallpaper, right? Imagine putting up all this wallpaper in the room, especially around those edges. And then the next day tearing it all down. Mm -hmm. We literally spend the whole month building our uterine lining and then, Oh, we're not pregnant. Boom. Our body like tear, like literally it, it comes apart in the f five to seven days on average that we have a period every so, single every month, month. right <laughs> so it's a lot of work yeah. and that's why we're so tired and you know what the thing that I found most interesting is that progesterone is the hormone that is the most prominent before your period it's the only time it's the highest and it's the it's the hormone that's supposed to make you feel calm um to feel safe not to have incredible mood swings. And yet what do we feel mm. before our periods? <laughs> yeah. Rage. Mm. We feel bloated. So I'm like, so why is that? And that's the foods we eat. Mm. We crave more carbs. Uh, we have less serotonin and dopamine, which are made in our gut. And they are, you know, in order to boost them, we crave carbs. So it's eating smart carbs. It's learning to like what types of carbohydrates to eat, to, to give your body what it needs a little boost in the happy hormones mm -hmm. without going to that overly processed food that we crave the most. It's just retraining yourself. So there's a lot of ways you can look at how to cycle sync and how to optimize your hormones. And that's why I have those five pathways because for some women, like I have a friend, she has three young kids. She's like, yeah, I can't even tackle the lifestyle yet. Like mm -hmm. give me the nutrition. Yeah. I can pick and choose the foods that will optimize my hormones and I'll look at my workouts, but I cannot do lifestyle right now. Um, another big one is intermittent fasting. Do you guys intermittent fast at all? Yeah. That was just one of my reminders on my watch. Yeah. How are you uh, feeling? <laughs> <laughs> so I like started it, but I don't think I was doing it accurately because I know that it depends on where you're at, where you're at and how old you are and yeah, where you're at in your cycle. And so like I downloaded an app and that's what just popped up on my watch that I looked at. It's like, how are you feeling? It's time to start eating and drinking, which <laughs> clearly you got your, I've got my, my array <laughs> ready. I love oh it. Gosh. Um, so, but yeah, I don't think there's enough education. It's like, you can download this app and we'll tell you. And so like I filled out this thing and one of the things, it was just so long telling me not to eat. And I will literally get nauseous if I don't eat mm -hmm. for that long of a time. So yeah, if you want to talk more about intermittent fasting, yeah. that yeah. would be very helpful. Well, I mean, I've always just like, before I learned about cycle syncing and really what a body needs, I just thought like, it's really personal. Some women can do it. I've always felt like before my wedding, I was getting up to 16 hours. That was like one of my my tricks. But also I know that I am insulin resistant, which mm. means my body does not like any form of sugar. My body will take and more likely it will use it as storage as opposed for energy. Did you find that out through blood work? Yes. Okay. But it's also like diabetes runs in my dad's side of the family. So my dad has never been diabetic, but his brother is, and my aunt is, um, but man, it's close there. And just, you'll notice like insulin resistant people tend to carry more weight around their midsection and their hips. And it's so like, if you have stubborn belly fat that you can't seem to lose, intermittent fasting is a great tool because it just helps you once you get past 12 hours, 13 hours of 
last bite to first bite, your body goes into that DNA repair and autophagy essentially is what it's called. And it helps to get like re- re- release that fat storage as opposed to if you're not even getting yourself 12 hours between last bite to first bite, you're not letting your body do what it needs to do. So how does wine play into that late at night? <laughs> <laughs> that, that unfortunately it does count, right? And so these are things that I just tell women is like, it doesn't mean you can't have that glass of wine, but just think like if you're having your last sip at, you know, 10 PM, then I, even just basic healthy digestion, your first bite wouldn't be till 10 a.m. if you want that like good healthy digestion and let your body do what it needs to do. So maybe back that up a few hours so that your, you know, your last sip is at 8 p.m. And I always um, love to end my evening in tea. That's like my mental cue of like, you're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's over. Like yeah. you're done eating, you're done drinking. And it's still something to do. Like I'm still sipping on something. Right. There's still like the ritual there. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a trick that always worked for me. So I could still enjoy like a glass of wine or, you know, post dinner and then you know, have my tea, have your tea. So, but you can have water Yes, in between. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But no coffee until that coffee, you can do black coffee and you could even do like, um, bulletproof coffee, which people use like grass fed butter or coconut oil. Um, so there are ways to work around it, but you just essentially don't want to put in any fat or protein or carbs that are going to like get your body go. It's time to like work on digestion and it allows your body to heal and repair. So anything that's off, any, you know, like hormone imbalances, it allows your body to like focus in on like, oh, I'm going to work on hormone repair right now. I'm going to work on, oh, there's, there's some extra pathogens in my body. I might be fighting off something. Let me focus on like healing the body. So that's when I say intermittent fasting, it's just the time in which you eat and don't eat, right? You're eating windows. So 12 hours is always recommended. And then um, throughout your cycle, pretty much until your luteal phase, and you you have the green light, what you're comfortable with. For some women, 12 to 13 hours is their sweet spot. Um, when you're in your menstrual phase and your luteal phase, that's when you're the most insulin resistant, no matter who you are. That's when your body is still going to see any type of sugar you put into it as more of, I don't want to say threat, but just like it, it will tend to be more likely to be used as storage. So mm-hmm. I just say, be, be it's wise. Like, Hold on to this. We yes. need this now. <laughs> right. It's feeling that need. Yeah. And when you are, so you go from your menstrual to your follicular, your follicular and your ovulatory when you're the most insulin sensitive. So that's when, you know, if you are going to have, if you enjoy carbs, Again, I always am whole food focused and it's always a continuum for me. There's never like off limits. It's just, you know, you're not having, I call it like a green light, a yellow light and a red light. So like the red light stuff you eat every once in a while, like Sour Patch Kids or like, mm-hmm. you know, potato chips or something, right? Like, and then there's, within potato chips, there's still a range of like quality. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just looking at, you know, your sources, the quality, and then when you're in your insulin, more insulin sensitive times, like eat them post-workout, post-exercise. Don't eat them late at night. I have so many tricks along that line. When you get to your luteal phase, that's when you want to stop intermittent fasting past 12 to 13 hours because what it does when you start to go past that 12 to 13 hours is it starts to eat up your progesterone stores. And progesterone is what makes us feel 
calm, less bloated. And so what I find is that a lot of women who do intermittent fast are like 16 hours. It's 16 hours all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can just modify that for at least that last week of your luteal phase, which you know is 10 to 14 days on average, you're going to find you have less PMS symptoms because mm. you're not using up all those progesterone stores. So, and again, and that's when progesterone is supposed to be at its highest. So that's a simple, like that's as simple as like cycle syncing can be. It's just like change the hours in which you eat yeah. your food. That's really interesting because I, I know what kind of works for me yeah. in general. Um, but I don't ever change it up. Like that's me 365. What? Well, you know, within reason. Right. <laughs> not, not on vacation. vacation. Or, you know, sometimes I'm eating Sour Patch Kids on my period. Yeah. Um, <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, All the time. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that like, as you're saying that I'm like, oh, light bulb. Right. Okay. Maybe I shouldn't be doing like a 14 to 16 hour, then a protein shake, then a meal, then dinner. Um, maybe I should switch that up during those 10 ish days. Right. And again, that like shame and guilt women start to feel is like, I would feel guilty. Like, but I, I know I'm supposed to intermittent fast and I would start like, that's where you have to like work through that self-talk because it's there, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And so it's there more than ever because we have so much information. Right. And there's a lot of conflicting information. Mm -hmm. So you're like, who do you believe? What is this? What Mm -hmm. is that? How do I integrate this into my life? That's contrary to what I just learned from this person. Right. So it's like trial and error almost. Right. Figure out what works for you. <laughs> right. And so like some women are like, I just can't intermittent fast. I'm like, then don't worry about it. Like that's, we can get to that later. I have a client. She's just finally getting to 12 to 13 hours. And I'm like, that stay there. You don't have to go right. to 16 to hours. Where we want I to be now. coach people to li- like create unsustainable life. I want you to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle. So if that seems like torture to you, let's find a different healthy habit, you know? <laughs> let's find something else that works for you. Um, so, but yeah, I, nothing I, that is, uh, torture is going to be sustainable. No, absolutely not. So I'm curious for you to try it and just like change it up. And I always just tell them in like the whole goal then for that is like decreased PMS symptoms. So do it for a few months and then see like, Oh, I will say I've been doing this like all five pathways the last three months solid. And in the last month came off my estradiol and progesterone because we weren't trying naturally anymore. And I don't want to be on hormones unless I need them. Yeah. And my fear, I stayed on it for two months longer because I was having so many hot flashes, like, mm. like menopausal, like 15 a day sitting here drenched in sweat. Like I'm like, I'm 40. This is horrible. I don't want to go through this. And so I finally was like, no, we're, I need to come off this. And up until that point still, I couldn't really tell my period was coming except for the fact that I knew, well, I'm in my luteal phase, so I should, yeah, right? So you were tracking it. But I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, my husband and I aren't fighting. Oh my gosh, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like those were the biggest wins for me. And then this last cycle, it was still eight days late. I was 38 days, but from 102, yeah, I was like, this is proof this is working that this is working for my body. Like I went from having super irregular cycles to being off all hormones and still my body is like, well, I'm not 28 days, but I'll give you 38. Mm -hmm. That's a huge win. And I did, I still like 
we went to Charleston this last weekend. So I, again, was not eating like all estrogen supporting foods and all those kinds of things. So I did feel a few hot flashes, but now I know what's causing it. And so instead of that fear of like, oh, what's happening to my body? It's like, well, you had a little extra uh, alcohol in there this weekend. And, you know, life looks a little different. That's fine. I know how to like, like this morning I had my protein shake, you know, I worked out like I'm feeling great. So those things. How does that work for girls, um, like teen girls? Because mm. my daughter is getting ready to turn 18 and she gets hot flashes all the time. Yeah. Mm. So, so that's usually a sign of low estrogen. So that A, you can always get a blood panel. And they put her on birth control for a while to try and help her acne. Okay. And then we were like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming off of this. This yeah. is not working. Absolutely. So I would say the nutrition path is the best way to go because, and I don't know if you've had a chance to look through all the guide, but it's mm-hmm. literally like a pie chart. It's mm-hmm. like during your menstrual phase, here are foods that support the hormones, estrogen, and you know, that you need, especially iron, because we're losing so much mm-hmm. blood we need iron rich foods. So here are the foods that support that. Um, and just having her go through there and start there. Seed cycling is another great way to do that. Um, but again, it's like almost so simple. It's like, really, that's it. Well, let's start there. Right. Let's start there. That's hard as an 18 year old. I was right. say to tell a Right. You're 18, like, okay, like, so you don't go to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Like quit well, the Dr. Pepper. Right. It's yeah. just so hard because your frontal lobe isn't fully formed. No. Yes. And that's true. So I always err on the side of it's not what you take out. I mean, yes, that would be great. Like maybe don't eat as much soda, have as much soda and fast food, but it's what can we add in to enhance? Yeah. So let's just let's start there. Let's just say, Hey, you need, let's like, like bell peppers, you know, ground beef. Does she like tacos? Oh yeah. Right. So we have celiac disease. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to ask personally as well. So for when I was looking through the whole thing and you're like, substitute this for this, like thrive market, you know, I'm a subscribe thriver. Thrive. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That's where I get my collagen from. Yeah. I get all the things from there Yeah. because the gluten-free bread, you never know if it's going to be in the stores and it's way cheaper there if you Mm -hmm. subscribe. But so, you know, all, almost all of those things that you're like, swap this for this, swap this for this. Like we totally do all of those things. So I was like, Oh, I'm feeling good about this, but I didn't know about, you know, what to do during the different phases and kind of how to change that. And I, September of 2021 had my gallbladder out Okay. before that never weight issues. Like I was like, it made me uncomfortable and I was insecure about it. But four weeks after having a baby, I'd be like, back in a zero. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I keep gaining weight. I work out multiple times a week. I substitute all the foods that you say. I went to the doctor and I was like, can you check my hormone levels? Um, found out I have PCOS Mm -hmm. and they're, so I'm like, so what do I do? And he's like, well, you'll just have to work out more than the average person. And I'm like, well, that's not really practical in See, my that's life. That's why there's alternatives to seeing a doctor. A doctor is great, I think, for some things. Right. Right. But they their their purview is only so far and they can only be experts in so many things. Right. Right. Yeah. And when you get blood panels from the doctor, it's not the full picture. No. That's why all these boutique practices are showing up. Yep. And you can pay right. to have a doctor give you literally a full blood panel. Right. Um, but that's I think the tricky thing with going to the doctor is like, well, just work out the more than the average woman and you're like okay yeah and what does that mean 
Exactly. Because is that heavy weightlifting? Is that hit? Is that running? Is that walking? What does that even mean? Right. And is that even going to work for me? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why we need people like right. you <laughs> and all, you know, all the other right. information that you seek out on yourself because we have to be our own advocate. Right. Absolutely. And for me, switching food is way easier. It doesn't take more time. Mm-hmm. And time is the most difficult yes. thing with mm-hmm. the working out. I'm like, well, when am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, how is that going to happen? I don't, unless you add more hours in my day, I can't add an additional right. 30, 45 minutes a well, day. It's a priority thing out. too, right? right? Right. You know, it's like, okay, I have to prioritize my business because that is, you know, feeds my family, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. spend time with my kids, pick your top three for the day. Right. You know, and that could be different each day. But if that day it's not working out, what are these other things right. that I can implement? Right. D- what type of workout do you do? So we have a Peloton. Okay. So I do a bike ride typically, um, and then I'll follow it with some type of core workout, like if I do a cardio or I'll do like the bike and arms. And then another day I'll do a Pilates. Um, I was working with a personal trainer as well, but then our schedules just don't align anymore, but she was great. And she had me on a path of like, okay, one day you're going to do a walk and strength. And one day you're going to do yoga. And, Mm -hmm. um, of course built in rest days, which I don't follow necessarily the schedule. My rest days are determined by my children and (laughs) my schedule. It's like, well, we didn't get to the workout today. Um, and it's easier too when the weather is nice when it's this hot because I can go, okay, I can work out twice today. I can do, you know, a 30 minute ride or strength conditioning or something during their nap. And then after dinner, we can go for a walk. Mm -hmm. It's on a hundred and five degrees with (laughs) a thousand percent humidity. Humidity, You're like, yeah, no, no go outside and you start sweating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love actually working out in this weather and people think I'm insane, but I'm like, no, I feel like I'm like getting a good sweat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Releasing all of the toxins just by stepping into the garage. Yeah. Yeah. It's more that my kids get whiny and sweaty and they're all getting eaten by mosquitoes. And it's like, yeah, I'm in a different, you know, like my kids are 10 and 13 or 10 and 12, about to be 11 and 13. It's not like, I'm like, you go do you. I'm doing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Fair. what is a solution when somebody has a diagnosis like that? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is just your life now. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> well, the number one thing I think with workouts, because I was I was a head coach at a Orange Theory studio. I was a personal trainer and I was the person who was working out a couple hours a day because I was like, I can't. This is great. This is my life. Yeah. But we overwork out as women. And we're also told, you know, cardio, 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 cardio. And the best thing for fat burning is resistance training. And like you're shaking your head. Yeah. I mean, I, I nerd out totally on all this, yeah. this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, are we, I think women are afraid to gain. They're like, I'm going to bulk up. I'm going to just, I'm going to, I'm like, first of all, if you know how bodybuilders actually eat. <laughs> right. And Would you like some boiled chicken? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some egg yolks. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So it's, it's very, it's like, it would, you have to work really hard to get like that. So no, you're, you're not going to get all like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger like on us here. So resistance training is the best fat burning exercise besides walking and walking is so underrated. So like get out there and power walk, keep doing that. Um, that is not only going to increase your longevity in life, but that is a really great way to tell your body like, Hey, I'm burning fat here, especially post dinner, um, post dinner, um, for people with hormone imbalances, you're probably going to struggle with insulin resistance as well. So, 
a food tip and then I'll get back onto exercise is eat your fiber first. So your veggies first, then your protein and then your carb. If you can't, if you're the dinner- same meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, especially I find dinner for people who struggle with PCOS, have insulin resistance. Um, when you have your fiber first, so your veggies first and your protein, it's going to help you to break down the carbs that you're eating later and fiber and protein fill us up and healthy fats. Right. So by the time you get to that, I still want to say smart carb because hopefully it's like sweet potatoes or like, you know, whole grains, things like that. Especially if you've got a celiac, um, in your family, then you're probably avoiding all the other stuff too. (laughs) So, so getting to that last, then again, it's teaching yourself like, I'm, I don't need all of this that's on my plate or, you know, I just can have a few bites of that and I'm, I'm good. But then studies show that when you walk for at least 10, not like stroll, but like walk for 10 minutes post dinner, you're going to help to decrease that insulin spike. But the veggies and protein first decrease your insulin spike by 65%. So just like those minor changes and trying that for one meal a day, you'll find will help a ton. And then focusing on resistance training and walking. And then a couple days a week, get the, if you love the Peloton, like get that like hit workout in, but like 30 minutes max. Oh yeah. The I don't best, do that, I'd die. The best <laughs> gift to me with the fertility program we did um, was stop working out for hit for over like 20 minutes. And it was really hard mentally, like being a trainer and all that to be like, I'm going to do like an intense 20 minute hit workout, but that's it. And that 20 minutes was really, really hard for my, my mind to like, I'm not working out enough, but I'm like, well, if I'm dying, if I'm like breathing hard and sweating, then yeah, that was enough. And it was like permission to do something else with my time. And it's yeah. so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so give yourself permission to like shorten those hit workouts. And then, um, in the guide, there are like, I map out some resistance training workouts for you so that you don't have to even think about it to get started. It's like, here, do this, try this. Um, but that should really help. The more muscle you have, the more fat you burn. So that's such a great price to get all of that knowledge and information. Like everybody needs to download your guide. I was like, Oh wow, this is so So much information. Well, that was the hope. I wanted it to be a price point that people are like, well, that's a no brainer, you know, not like, you know, uh, can I do can this? Can I afford now? this? Like yeah. it's cheaper than a manicure. It's cheaper than going to Target or any of those other things. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can, I can afford this. This is something. And it's life. It is like longevity. It's mm-hmm. even if you're, you have a daughter who's 18, who's, you know, having cycle issues all the way up. Um, my sister's 48 and she was like, well, my periods are pretty regular. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. But how's, are you, are you like getting closer to menopause? She's like, well, I mean, they're a little more spread out. I'm like, this is going to help you ease into menopause. I'll tell you, you don't want those hot flashes. Those things suck. Like, you do not want to live that way. So like, let's avoid that by just teaching our body how to optimize the hormones that we have for as long as we can. And even my mother-in-law still cycle syncs as she's going through menopause and she does the um, seed cycling aspect of it. And so she makes muffins that have the seeds she needs for one half of the month and then the other half of the month she makes them with the other seeds. So you can still tell your body, like it's like sending messages. Here's what I know you need and I'm going to give that to you. Mm -hmm. So that's the hope. Yeah. And I think it's so confusing. Again, there's so much information. So it's really hard to say like, you're like, oh, I want to lose fat. 
And we're like, okay, do some HIIT workouts and resistance training. And then there's also this whole aspect of like bone density. I just had a DEXA scan and everything is good except my bone density in my spine and my legs is like below where it should be for Mm. a 36 year old woman. And so (laughs) of course I'm like, give me something easy to fix. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like tell me that my body fat percentage is off and I can like, (laughs) I I can fix that. Okay. (laughs) They're like growing more bone, uh, is going to be the slowest thing you'll ever do. And I'm like, great. The thank you universe. I hear you like slow down and have some, uh, patience in reaching this goal. Thank you. I get it. I hear you. Um, but lifting heavy weights, is the best thing that you can do to grow more bone. And nobody talks about that because women think that they're going to get real bulky Mm -hmm. and they're going to get, and yes, you will get some muscle definition, which, okay. Awesome. Which I think is a beautiful thing, right? Right. (laughs) Um, but you're not going to be like the Hulk overnight. It takes so much to get that way. And everybody's body composition is so different. And it respond differently. Yeah. But if you can just even get your body to where it's like optimizing fat burning better, even right. if you're not like seeing your biceps, who cares? Like if you can optimize that fat burn so that you have a healthier, longer life. Yeah. And I think that's like the switch, right? Is like, yes. Do we want to look good? Obviously. Tell mm-hmm. me somebody who's like, no, I'm only working out to be healthy. Like uh, to me, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I think that is probably the number one reason we should be working out yeah. and eating is like longevity, health, be there for your kids, have a happy, mm-hmm. joyful, rich life. But also, oh, there's a perk that you look good and you feel good in the clothes that you're wearing. Right. Right. Yeah. But I think that's the switch is like, it's no longer, oh, I, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. It's like, no, I want to feel good mm-hmm. and the mental health benefits of working out, right. you know, and I want to live a long life. Like for me, the whole bone thing, Luke and I were like, dude, <laughs> we like looked at each other like, what the hell, you know? And I went into this DEXA scan, like, I kind of don't want to, like, I don't even want to know my right. results, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like I am healthy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, it, it doesn't change what's already happening. Right. Just because you get the results doesn't mean the things aren't happening because right. they are. So right. we should just know about it. Absolutely. So now it's accepting some of these things and figuring out the best plan forward. And I think that's probably a whole process. You were talking about the fertility journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like you have to go through this process of like, okay, this is what they're telling me it is. These are the facts that mm-hmm. I'm given. Like, okay, I barely have any more eggs. Mm -hmm. How do I wrap my brain around that and then decide what is in my control and what I'm going to do from there? Can you share a little bit of that journey of like, yeah, (laughs) if you want to, yeah, you don't have to, if you don't want to, yeah, just the, the mindset journey of just, Mm -hmm. okay, this is where we're at. And now, now what? Yeah. And did you start eating a lot of chocolate when <laughs> <laughs> there's moments, trust yeah. me, there, there have been moments for sure. I mean, I've been a pretty healthy individual because I was on birth control for 20 plus years on and off. When I finally came off, I think I was like 35, 36. Mm. Um, I remember I was in the most stressful job of my life, um, as the head coach and it was a very toxic work environment. So there was a lot of other factors. And then March, 2020 hit, um, my husband and I were, you know, been dating for like five months then. And so when I came off the, the pill, I remember like having two periods a month and then one, 
And I was like, well, it's just stress. Like they say it takes six months to like regulate your, like I just kept like, it's 2020, like, you know, and then we moved here. So I just kept pushing it off of like, there's, there's another yeah, reason Yeah, my body's why, just trying to regulate itself. Which I find kind of looking back, my mom and grandma both had hysterectomies. My mom, 42, my grandmother, 38. Whoa. So, um, for. That's so young. Right. For like, but again, we didn't really talk. I knew she had it. I remember watching her like go through the surgery, but like. Yeah, nobody probably talk talked about, about it. Yeah. Hey, she bled for two years straight. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't really know what was going on. And then um, we were like, well, let's just wait to get pregnant. We're older, but let's just wait to get pregnant till we get married. So like, we're like, all right, let's go. It's baby time. And then things started getting really weird in terms of my cycles. Um, and so we tried naturally for a few months and then was like, oh, I've been here for a year. I haven't been to the OBGYN. I don't have one. Like, let's just find one and go. And so she was super sweet and like, listen to me, which I feel like this number one thing I always tell women is advocate for yourself. If you don't like the answer they gave you of like, you just need birth control. Or, um, I had doctors keep telling me, just go on the pellet. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, Hey, I don't want to put something in my butt. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. I don't want like an injection. And, and two, no, I don't, I just, I knew enough to know like that was a no for me. Well, yeah. I'm trusting your intuition. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like if something is off, dive into that a little bit to figure out like, why is this off right now? Right. Yeah. Like, you know, why do I not feel good about this? Yeah. And then get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. So we were sent to that fertility clinic and I just remember it wasn't, her presentation was kind of horrible. Like just didn't know me. I was like, well, if you want to have kids, you need an egg donor. And I just was like. My whole Hi, life. I've I'm wanted, Jenny and I'm yeah. a human. Yeah. Right. <laughs> With feelings right. and want to be a mom. Yeah. I've wanted to be a mom my whole life. I've always <sighs> worked with kids. And so I remember getting off that call and just like crying. And my husband's like, we're going to, he's like Mr. Like holistic, like we're going to find another way. So we found, um, through listening to podcasts, um, a gal, her name is Dr. Cleopatra, which I just love that yep. that's her name. <laughs> that sounds so great. Um, and she has the, um, fertility and pregnancy Institute. And so she, when she's been interviewed by Oprah, wow. she's, she knows her stuff. She's yeah. a scientist. And so we did her online course for four months and it takes you through mindset fears that you might have, um, your goals, like, do you even really want to be a parent or is this just something you thought you were supposed to do? So she walks you through Ooh. all of it. And then there's, um, and it's all modules and stuff that you're watching. And then it's like, again, it was like the weird stuff, like coffee enemas and castor oil packs and, um, take like all whole foods based, uh, different supplements that I needed to take. So it was like a full-time job. I'm curious. Do they talk about alcohol during that whole process? Bye-bye. Yeah. Buy alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, for her, and she was like one end extreme. And I find myself, my personality, I can like go extreme if I have to. So sure. I was like all in. But after four months, I was like, <laughs> this, and not just the alcohol part, but yeah. just like everything. It was a full time job of just hours a day of like doing these practices and, and doing what I could. And the whole point was your eggs take about 90 days to maturation. So like the egg that you are releasing this month started three months ago. And so her whole goal is like, let's optimize your eggs, but let's, let's wait. So we weren't really allowed to try. She said, just don't try 
for four months and go through this process. So is that like you're abstinent or no, you're just, just prote- okay. You're just careful. I just can't imagine like, so no sex yeah. for three months. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't each love other. each other. Yeah. That's right. But yeah. No. So okay. it was just being careful. Um, and, but I would imagine that also brings just like the fun back into it instead of like, we are trying to have a baby. Yes. You know, yeah. where you can and, just be like, okay. Yeah. And we hadn't really, I hadn't really learned about natural family planning. So I wasn't like tracking my cycle. There really wasn't cycles to track. Yeah. Um, it, we finished her program and then we started trying again. And again, then it's like every month, like I still hadn't gotten a period at this part. I was still like not cycling regularly. And I'm like, I have done all the things like what else? That's when we went to reply OBGYN. And I was like, I want to see inside my body. Give mm-hmm. me the blood work. I want to know what's going on. And they do labs like at multiple phases in your cycle because they know what your estrogen should be in your follicular phase versus ovulatory versus, and they can tell you like, oh, you ovulated um, or no, you did not. And so first it was just like, let's get the blood work. And so again, we went on a trip to Jamaica last December and I'm like supposed to be limiting alcohol, trying, you know, tracking my cycle. And I'm like, it's an all-inclusive resort. This is like, I'm counting my drinks to try and like stay within because certain medications that optimized my egg quality would make me nauseous and sick if I like had too much carbs or, or alcohol. So it was like this balance of like, I want to live my life, but like, I really want a baby. Mm-hmm. So we did the best we could. Um, and again, every month, I mean, like just the, the crying, like it was just heart wrenching every single period. And I, and I, I do share my story because I don't feel like there are enough of women that I'd heard from who had been through this until I started seeking it out. And I was, I want women to know like they're not alone. Um, I tell my, I tell everyone, my husband's the most supportive, but I still have never felt so alone in my life because yeah. it's just like this, you have friends who are supportive and they're loving on you. And if, and one more person said to me, just relax, I was going to like punch him in the face yeah. because I was like Be the furthest thing from relaxed. It is actually very true that we need to relax our bodies, but telling someone to just relax <laughs> is not going to make them relax. And there's more to it than just like knowing everything that was going on in my body that I, my ovarian reserve, I think the average level of your AMH is like a two to a four. And mine was in January of 2022, 0.085. Oh. And then in August of that year, it was 0.015. So, going so we knew like direction. there were like months left and so even that, you know, like I've, I have these blue eyes and I've always just imagined, like even my uncle in our wedding book was like, can't wait to meet your blue eyed babies. And it was just, it's like those little things of like, you hold on to the things that you think are so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and people say stuff so innocently, but they right. don't realize the impact it makes. Of well, course. Great intentions. Right. right. They're your friends. They yeah. care about you. They're like, oh, we want your babies to look like you. That's great. But- what would you have liked to have heard? Um, well... He said that before we knew we were going through things. But yeah, I yeah, think when people, something. again, don't say just relax, but it's almost just like listening. Like, what do you need right now? Like, like, do you need me to bring you a meal? You know, do you need um, just someone to vent to? Or do you need someone to distract you? Like, every woman's going to handle it differently. Sometimes I just needed to, like, be allowed to cry. And I was like, I love watching sad movies because I'm like, oh, just get it out, right? Just, like, get it out of my system. And then release. Yeah. That's like why we cried to to like like let let it it go. Yeah. There's so much, I think grief is like 
it's just this heaviness of like, okay, I'm healthy. I've got a husband who loves me. I love what I do for a living. I've got a good group of friends. And yet there's this hole in my heart that just feels like it's something is missing. Like, I mean, before I met my husband, I remember I was like considering just doing it on my own. I was 36 and I was like, never would have thought about it. But like my arms ached to hold my baby, like the Mm -hmm. ache and that like, am I ever going to meet my person? And then I met him shortly after that. So again, I stopped. You weren't married before. No. He's like, we are both. He's the one. Both of us have never been married before. Didn't have kids. We're like the little unicorns (laughs) who like met up finally. Yeah. But so for us, it was like, again, we just never thought that it would be an issue. We got him tested and things were fine with him, you know? So part of me was like super glad that nothing was wrong with him. And at the same time, part of me was like angry at him for a moment of like, can it be something be wrong with you too? Like, why does this feel like it's on my shoulders? And and then when I remember I went in, they were, they gave me some ovulation induction meds in January to like, so I could get an ultrasound to see like, how many follicles do you have? And if you've ever been to an ultrasound clinic, they are not allowed to tell you anything they see. It's mm-hmm. just, they like report it to your doctor. Right. But my physician asked specifically, tell them to tell you the number of follicles and the size. And so I had to kind of argue with them, first of all, to like, because that her note didn't get to them for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah, you're like, no, 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 my doctor said. <laughs> because it was like, if it was at a certain point, then it was like, try. You're, you're like, this is your prime time. Like, I need to not wait till Monday for right. them to be like, oh, we missed our window. Right, right. It's like 24 hours. Right. Go so time. they, both different times, they had to tell me like, there are no follicles. And I remember like it was in Fayetteville. So like crying the whole me, just like ugly crying the yeah. whole way home, putting on worship music, just like sobbing my eyes out. Like I got to see, but like just, you know, and then coming home and having that moment with my husband. Cause that's when it hit of like, okay, this is really the end of this journey. And I mean, we spent thousands of dollars at this point, years of time. So there's like, there's regret there's, and yeah, I don't want to live in that, but all of the emotions, to now coming full of like, which route do we go? Do we go egg donor? Um, do we go adoption? Like, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And then now we're diving into those. No, that's that's like four times the amount we've already spent. And so it's just like the con. There's just these stressors that build. Um, How do you deal with all that? Oh, I've done it. Learned to meditate a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, the busy generator in me has learned to stop and take breaks. Like I'll do grounding. I'll walk around outside, um, barefoot just to like ground myself to the earth and like, just kind of take a moment to come down playing with our animals. Um, I actually started nannying for a family this January because I was like, and I said an infant, like, I do not want any, I want like a baby. Um, cause I'm learning a lot too. I'm like, Oh yeah, I had some preconceived notions that just got squashed, <laughs> but that's good. Like I was like, okay, I'm learning. And I get to like love on a baby and help a family out. And, and yet that also has had its challenges too. Like mm-hmm. there are moments where I'm like, okay, but then I just hold the baby and like, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, everything's mm-hmm. going to be fine for this moment. So I think I've found ways to just, I write a lot. Um, I have a, blog post, um, and, and then researching and learning more about it because of the educator. I mean, I was like, I have to teach other women what, and, and not like some women are like, well, I don't have fertility challenges. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm talking about, I don't want you to ever get 
to the point I'm at or to experience like having extremes like PCOS or, um, you know, premature ovarian failure or, you know, um, thyroid issues. I, I want to help women avoid that or reduce their symptoms. So it's, it's been a good focus of like, I have this pain and I like, even last night, um, we were talking about, we're moving forward with, um, an egg donor and we're getting closer and I'm like, it's becoming real. And even, I haven't even told anybody that yet. So here now everybody knows. Um, well, that's exciting. Because we have started talking to some people about it and we got some really negative feedback at first. Some people's opinions got thrown in and I looked at my husband oh. and I was like, you better squash that right now. Like I was like, mm. and it's, it's all good. Like not him, but like other people. And so it made me pull back and not want to say anything. Um, and I talked to a f- my sister's friend who went through it. She's 40 one and just had her, her donor baby just turned one year old. And so she's walked me through it and she said sharing really helped her. And so that's kind of my personality. Yeah. So I've kind of been like toying on the edge of like talking about it. And again, I was, I prayed before I was like, whatever needs to come out, come out. And I was like, well, I guess I just told everybody. So, <laughs> yeah. but, um, even last night I was crying. Cause I was like, there's just these moments of like that reality is like, Oh, like I'm not, it's not, I, I know that I'm going to grow this baby and it's going to feel like mine, but like, there's still that doubt. Mm-hmm. Sure. Know, well, it, you just don't know. Right. You know, it's like the unknown can be so scary. Right. Right. So maid of honor for my wedding, her brother and his wife were told they would never have kids, that she would never be able to have children. So they decided to adopt and the day they were going to adopt, found out she was, was pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a more common story than it's no. like. Well, hang on, just be patient. We've got right. other. <laughs> we've got. We have children for you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, for us, I mean, because where we're going now, we have to actually not try again. And I think that was what the trigger for me was like mm. of like, okay, now we're actively trying not trying. Right. Um, but even last month, I mean, this is TMI, but whatever, we're going there. I mean, I was like, got to take a pregnancy test just, even though we were not trying, I was like, well, you never know. So I was like, let's just make sure. And I was five days late and I got all excited. The doctor was like, get in your head. Yeah. Yeah. But, and so still not pregnant. So there's just those, like, I've got to trust the path that we're on. And that we're going to get our baby and it's going to, and he or she is going to be so precious and maybe we just have one and that's okay, but it will be our baby. And so it's just retraining my brain. Every time that I have those doubts and those fears, it's just allowing myself to feel the feelings Yeah, and it, it telling him he, that's been the best thing for him too. He's like, how, I don't know how to help you. I don't know how to oh. support you. And, and I'm sure for a man wanting to right. figure out a solution and fix it mm-hmm. is the hardest thing. Oh yeah. And that shows up in all different ways for them. Right. right? And even I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, but mm-hmm. cause I don't even know what I'm feeling right now. But like yeah. when I find that I can just say like, this is like, I realized that I'm really sad about this. It's just like that awareness for him. I'm like, okay, she's a little extra sad right now. Like, and just, just letting him know, like, this is what I need. Um, well, I think it's great that you've taken everything you've learned from this to support other women 
I mean, because you could just hold on to this and be sad and grieve and wallow in it. But you're like, I have learned all of this and now I'm sharing it <laughs> with everyone. Well, and I'm sure that's part of the healing in, mm-hmm. in it too, is to mm-hmm. share it and yeah. help other people. Yeah. And that feels, you know, like that it kind of like closes the circle. <laughs> right. But it feels right. Because I think I was lost in my business for a while too of like, I love nutrition and I love fitness yeah. and like but you're like needing to niche down and almost afraid to go into this hormone realm because it's huge yeah. Mm-hmm. and yet it's so needed. And so I'm still like out there. I have a course I've got my eye on that will certify me as a holistic hormone practitioner. Wow. I can actually order blood work for women, all those things. So like I am like, my eye is on that. When the next round opens, I'm like, I'm in like, because I do, I want to keep learning more. So like things like PCOS, like I have like a protocol and like things like that, that I can help women with. Cause like you said, we need more of that because every client that's come to me, that's like, well, I was just told to eat better and work out more. I just, I just feel so much anger for them. Cause I'm Mm -hmm. like, eh, let's try something else. Yeah. That was super discouraging leaving the doctor's office. I'm like, I eat so healthy and uh, you know, I work out multiple times a week and you're just telling me I have to do better. <laughs> right. Like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Can you talk about the business aspect of it? So you're, you know, we downloaded your guide mm-hmm. off your website. Are you completely just all online or do you do in-person courses or what's going on with the business aspect? Well, I mean, I started this two years ago and so... I didn't know many people in town. So I was working with a lot of people from Texas where we lived before. Oh. And um, so it was all online. Um, I have different courses that I do, but then I also started networking with different gyms in, in town. And so I started like talking to my clients saying, hey, do you want to meet for like brunch? I'll teach you how to order and like, you know, things like that. So I have worked with people in person, but I think with people's schedules, they're still like it's my kid's nap time. I've got an hour. Let's just get on a call. Right. <laughs> right. Like yeah. let's not add the driving factor and the childcare factor. So I find that I'll do, you know, zoom calls mm-hmm. or, you know, actual calls. And then, um, whether it's a course, it depends on if it's like one-on-one coaching versus what they get in a course with me. Some of my courses are just self-led and there I check in with people. Some of them are, you know, they get email access to me. So it really just depends on the program people choose. And I think as I get, um, that next level certification where I'm can send in blood work, it's going to look different, you know, it's, so I just, it keeps evolving, but I like to have options because of what women need, their schedules, their lives, um, what they're comfortable with. So I try to have like a menu uh-huh. of what women can yeah. use to work with me. So real quick, before we wrap up, <laughs> I just want to hear a little bit about endocrine disrupt- disruptors. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. um, I think this is something that doesn't get talked about mm-hmm. a lot. And I think it's, again, kind of like the whole birth control thing. We're just now realizing all of the things mm-hmm. that can mess with our hormones that we don't even know that we use daily and that our mm-hmm. parents used. And like we grew up in the Bath and Body Works generation. Oh, and Cucumber melon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love spell. Um, <laughs> and we just didn't know what we didn't know. And mm-hmm. now we know so much. I, I mean, I d- listen to so many podcasts like you and 
gather all this information and then I'm like, shit, I can't unknow this. Right. <laughs> now that I know this, I have to do something about it. Right. So that was the big, a big one for me was learning about endocrine disruptors and yeah. what it does to your body and what they are. So if you right. want to talk about. So our endocrine system is where our hormones are produced, made, right? So, and everything, for the most part, your hormones are, they move throughout your blood system, right? So you have your brain and you have your gut and you have your hormones and they're all connected. And it's like you're saying, your skin is your biggest organ. And so you think about the lotions, the soaps, shampoo. Let's just start there. Like all the products. Women, before they leave the house, on average, use 18 products on average. Depends on the woman, right? And if those have any kind of phylates, paraffins, fragrance is the biggest thing. Those things are getting into your bloodstream in less than 30 seconds. And they are going into every vital organ and they're essentially clogging them up. And so when your gut is inflamed from all of these in food, all of the chemicals sprayed onto our foods, right? Glyphosate. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so all of those, your gut is just like, I mean, that's what chromos creates things like celiac and those kinds of things is like your immune system, your body says, I don't know how to fight this anymore. And there's so many things that your body almost is fighting against itself. And so eliminating those things. And I know, like you said, it's like, it's so hard to unknow it. And yet I have a people say, well, it just doesn't matter. It's just, just mm. my lotion. Well, it adds up. And right. again, if you, I mean, if and I you do the best you can, right? Yes. Like- <laughs> so start with one thing. Right. So like, if like I stopped wearing perfume, I finally found one this weekend that doesn't have, um, parabens or, um, phthalates or anything in it. And I'm trying that out mm-hmm. and I'm just paying attention. Do I get hot flashes? Like how is my body feeling mm-hmm. so far? So good. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I missed wearing a perfume. Yeah. Like, it's like essential oils, right? A lot of people yeah. do a right. mixture of essential oils. Absolutely. So, but like finding something, one thing and just saying, okay, I'm going to switch my shampoos. I'm going to switch my lotions. And then when you run out of the next thing, I'm, that's why I love Thrive Market because you can get a lot of it from there. But again, just like switching it out. Um, plastics. I love that I'm seeing glass containers <laughs> here. Um, it's okay. Just set my shaker. Cup. Yeah, it's okay. I have a shaker cup too. That's plastic. I okay. do have need a good glass uh, shaker cup Ooh, that we use. Yeah, Amazon. Super us. simple. But um, when like estrogen dominance is a big thing for women going through menopause, and even as you hit your ovulatory phase, your estrogen is at its peak. And for a lot of women, because of endocrine disruptors, your estrogen levels are so high, you're going to experience headaches and other like loading other kinds of like, um, side effects. And so one of the things I say is like, go from plastic to glass or aluminum, because when plastic is heated and even if it says microwave safe, just it's, it's not the abort mission. It, Stop right. doing it. Even a water bottle that you get at the store, right? Cause you're like, Oh, I need, I need some water. It sits in your car in the heat. Well, it's sat on a truck to get right. there mm-hmm. and it, maybe in some warehouse. Right. Yeah. So that Already that plastic has been heated and that essentially creates estrogen. Like it, your body thinks it's got extra estrogen in there in there because of what the chemicals are that are being leached into your water, leached into your foods. And so, so many women have this estrogen dominance and they have all these side effects of that because they're drinking out of a plastic or eating out of a plastic, you know, container. So switching out plastics, air quality, water quality, I and mean, I can get into all of that. Um, another big one is tampons. 
Mm-hmm. What is the most highly sprayed crop out there? Cotton. Cotton. And yet we just go ahead and insert that right into our body. Like yeah, for, for five to seven days every month for yeah. how many years? So if you, if you use any kind of tampon or whatever, go organic, pay the extra money. It, I mean, I used to feel, um, not even like extra cramps, but just like, like a, like a bloating, like it was just this like weird pressure, pressure. Mm -hmm. And when I switched to organic, that made a change, but now I use the cup, um, a silicone cup. Right. So like finding something that is more sustainable Mm -hmm. and that is not going to be putting like glyphosate right up your hoo-ha. And so it's like those things, it's finding those simple changes eating organic. Um, we love misfits market because you have a wider range of, of organic produce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always, they used to claim to be cheaper lately. I'm finding like, it's not always cheaper Welcome but, to inflation, right? Right. <laughs> but so then it's like making those choices of like, well, I still want to get everything organic. And then, um, if you can't do all organic, there's the dirty dozen. So these are the 12 foods that are the most highly sprayed, get those organic. And then they say like the clean 15, you know, like these ones have a thicker skin. You don't usually eat that skin. So like you can get them conventionally grown if you're looking at, you know, saving money, but it's one thing. Yeah. And make a change and live with that for a month and then, okay, what's the next thing I can do? And you'll find there's a, like, it just never stops. Like there's so many things you can do. That's kind of overwhelming. Right. But at the same time, it's a good thing because you're like, okay, I'm just doing one small thing. I'm going now to all glass. Yeah. Even for my kids, right? Like those types of things. And then you just continue to switch and it makes a big difference. And I think that's a big thing, you know, for us as moms with these with our children Mm -hmm. is like, you know, Molly wants to go to the mall and go to Bath and Body Works and get these lotions Mm -hmm. and, um, these sprays and all these things. And I want her to have this experience of like pampering herself and taking care of herself. Mm -hmm. But I'm also trying to teach her, like, we've got to look at the labels. Mm -hmm. And when you see fragrance Mm -hmm. among the 500 other ingredients, we have to look and say like, Oh, okay, that's probably not best for my whole system. And I teach her like your endocrine system is what's going to eventually help you have babies. It's going right. to, you know, regulate your mood and all these things. She's on the precipice of going through puberty. Right. And it, if you're armed with this knowledge, you again, you can't unknow it. So right. you have to try and do at least a little bit better. And it's that balancing act of like, preserving this part of your growing up with also being like, no, we know these things. And my job is to help protect you and keep you safe (laughs) as long as I can. They have all these social media influencers. So I had Josie on like all crunchy Mm -hmm. skincare Mm -hmm. stuff. And I was like, this is what you need to use. And then, oh, my friend said this helped her clear acne or I saw this thing. And I'm, I'm just like, no, but you know, I'm just mom. So I think we need to have you teach a class because they need to hear it from yeah. somebody else. I think we what need we to do, do like a, like a teen, teen girl class. Yeah. Yeah. But even with the boys, you know, like deodorants, stop using Axe body spray. Yes. <laughs> right. Like stop that. Stop using antiperspirant mm-hmm. where you're putting aluminum into your body. Yep. Um, there's so many alternatives now. I grew up, uh, this has always been a thing in our family. Like my parents always ate organic. We grew a lot of our own food. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were hippies. So it was already like, you know, when we went shopping for deodorant, we were at like, 
um, a place kind of like nature's own. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Like it's unscented, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. So this was kind of normal for me. And I've, I've swayed as I've grown up. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just get this dove zero aluminum, but mm. it, there's totally fragrance in it, you right. know? Um, so yeah, you, you ebb and flow. Right. But it, it was kind of normal for me. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping with my kids, like you were saying, like them growing up this way is like, Oh, we hope that once you fly out of the nest, yeah. that you will take <laughs> right. some of this with you and you have the world at your fingertips on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram right. and threads and blah, 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 blah. You know, hopefully you make some of the decisions I hope you would make. Well, and you both know, cause working with kids is the why behind it. So there's gotta be a bigger reason than just like, okay, telling a 10 year old it's for babies later. I'm like, ah, like, ew, like, I, you know, but yeah. like understanding as you as a mom probably notice mood swings and as they're hitting puberty, you, you notice, I mean, my mom was the one who was like, you need to see a doctor because your moods are like, woo, you're kind of crazy <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. If she had had the information I have now, it would have been a different conversation. Right. right? She, she did, the, did best the best she, she could, could of yep. course. My mom is awesome. So, but it's those things of like, now let's educate them on, especially as they get their first period and like, it's already awkward enough, but like, how are you feeling? Start teaching them to notice. Yes. Like you said, where are you feeling that? Like, ooh, like you just had like not a temper tantrum, but you know what I mean? Kind of that like you just had a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like walking them through that and understanding, especially if you know like, oh, they're on their period, right? So then t- just teaching them over time to notice and name in their own body so that then it's like this is why we probably don't want to use some of these products. I yeah. know when um, at the when we just started with Reply OBGYN, we went to a family member's house for we were just visiting family and they had the Glade plugins in every mm-hmm. room, mm-hmm. and my hot flashes multiplied. Like I unplugged them all, and yet still, like I couldn't sleep that night. They're like, "How'd you sleep?" I'm like, "Great, yeah, <laughs> oh, those I can't, little I don't things." Have, but it was like those things. It's like instant headaches. It's like when you take it out of your system. I think that's the biggest thing is we are so accustomed to, oh, it smells so good in this store, right? And we go in and it's like, we put in on mm-hmm. all the lotions and things. And, but once you get it out of your system then you realize how good your body can feel, that's when I think the ahas go off of like, oh, I'm not supposed to feel like brain fog and lethargic right. and dips in my energy throughout the day. And this like, like, all these like cravings for sugary foods because my blood sugar isn't regulated because of all these, like we just, that's been normalized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we can teach them to notice a name and is starting with one thing, that's when you go, okay, it's not supposed to be like this. Right. doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Let's just learn like, what's the root cause of this? Mm -hmm. Let's try switching out our lotion. Let's, Mm -hmm. and like finding still like a brand that, you know, has the, cool marketing on it and looks, you know, like, yeah, because they want all like the, we're not trendy, going straight cool to things. beef tallow. No, <laughs> <laughs> why not? <laughs> so. Yeah. I think you need to do a course. I think that's Let's do it. Not Let's the word. <laughs> we have so much time. We should do all yeah. the things. You're like, I'm trying to like really hone in and like, you know, get pregnant finally. St- yeah. Like stop <laughs> generating all the time. We're like, do this, do this thing. We think we're, it'd be really great. We need you. And I can <laughs> yeah. receive it and think about it. And yeah. you know, yeah. who knows? We'll see. I think it'd be great. Can you go ahead and share your website and social media yeah. information with everyone. So it's jennysills.com, Jenny with an I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so jennysills.com and you can lo- learn about hormones. You can learn about like your 
mindset around food. So I've got lots of things on there. And then it's at life.simply.balanced on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. We will link all of that. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. It's been a joy. Yeah, so fun and so insightful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.